کشی کی تربیت دینے کے لیے بعض ایسی تصویروں کی کتب بھی دستیاب ہیں جن میں نقوش بنائے جاتے ہیں خاکوں کی صورت میں لیکن رنگ ہوتے حضور سیز ٹو ٹرین چلڈرن ٹو ڈرا پکچرس سم بکس آف پکچرس آر اویلیبل ان وچ دیر آر سم آؤٹ لائنس آف پکچرس which have not been colored the children then color them according to their choice and liking and according to their natural abilities and according to their tastes if hundreds of thousands of such books are published and are distributed among hundreds of thousands of children then apparently the outline of picture will be the same but when each child color it the result will be different even if they are given the same colors everyone colors the picture according to his taste his nature his abilities and the picture takes on different appearance the same is the case of Surah Fatiha, the opening chapter of the Holy Quran, which I have discussed in my last two sermons. And same is the case of all other texts and the words which we recite in the prayers. All the words which are said in the prayers 
man has to put color in them himself. And as far as the chapter Al-Fatiha is concerned, it changes its states in such a way that if you change your angle, you see a different color. Then from each angle such untold possibilities emerge in whose light man can gain access to the meaning with the help of Fatiha. And then molding those meanings into his feelings, one puts colors into his inner condition as a result of which Al-Fatiha does not remain an alien or foreign thing, but it becomes the truth of his heart. His Holiness Promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has explained this subject linked to the Salat prayers in this way. That, look, whatever prayers you say, their words are the same which are repeated by everyone, but the inner states of the people are different, and no prayer can benefit as long as you'd fill it with your inner state. There is no other word than that which Hazrat promised to Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has used for one's inner condition which can paint a better picture of this scene, which can express this situation. By using the word kafiyat, inner state, His Holiness promised to Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has collected together all the meanings in this one word. The inner state is the same of that ultimate realization which develops through various things. The essence of all that is kafiyat, the true inner state. If we discuss it in scientific terms, then though we look at different pictures and different scenes, smell different odors, feel pleasure from touch, and similarly the five senses bring means of various enjoyments for us. But in the ultimate form, they are the electrical pulses they change into. And they are the electrical pulses which reach our brain. Neither the color reaches there, nor pleasant odors, nor any part of touch reaches there. Neither the taste of salt nor the taste of sweetness. Whatever reaches there is in the form of electrical pulses. The name of that condition is Khit, which man feels. So His Holiness, promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has taught us this formula to develop enjoyment and usefulness, that those prayers which will include some of this inner state, they are the worthwhile prayers. The prayers which will be deprived of this inner state, you will get no benefit from them. And they are like the containers which have nothing in them. So it is to develop the inner state in your prayers. 
for which I am trying to explain these things to you as to what things are helpful to develop such a state. This inner state does not develop by itself. For this inner state, it is necessary to get help from the five senses. Messages which the five senses send, they affect various parts of the brain and develop an inner state. So to increase one's knowledge and to study the universe with a deep glance and to develop acquaintance with Allah and to reach to the hand of Allah through the five senses that Allah has granted man is the subject which is linked to each moment of life. Subject continues to take form in our surroundings if with intelligence we reflect as to how we are living. And we should learn to link the effect of our surroundings with the praise of Allah. Then as you will enter the prayer worship, that prayer will be filled with such inner states. If there is nothing outside the prayer, then nothing will develop within the prayer either. Therefore, those people who wonder that we had entered worship to develop enjoyment, we received no enjoyment. But as we returned to the world outside, we had become absorbed in the pleasures of the world once again. They are absolutely right. Because the outside enjoyments were not linked to God, and inside the prayer was all empty. Being depressed by the empty ruins, they rush to those enjoyments which have no link with the existence of Allah. That is, there is a link, but they have failed to understand it. There were links, but they failed to develop them. Therefore, they have the capacity to enjoy the material world, but have no capacity to enjoy the spiritual world. So it is necessary excite your thinking, because without thought the feelings do not develop in the heart. Some people who think that the feelings in the heart is one thing and the brain is another thing are misled. In reality, they are not separate entities. The Holy Quran has mentioned Fawad, heart as the ultimate center of one's thoughts. And it is the hearts which it declares as blind. And it is the hearts also which it declares as having sight. Which shows that the ultimate reality of brain has an effect on the heart. And since in the final form they become the inner states, and the center of these states is the heart, therefore Instead of the brain, the one talks of the hearts. So if you awaken your reflective powers, then in your heart will run the waves of the in-depth knowledge of the divine. And it is the waves of the in-depth knowledge of the divine which creates those inner states that develop enjoyment in prayer. And the love and affection with Allah continues to increase. Here I have mentioned the five senses. 
Previously, I had mentioned one or two video films of David Attenborough. It was only later that someone told me that whatever he has presented in video films, he has also published it in book form. But anyway, these are such things to which everyone does not have an access. But everyone has to say his prayers. Some people do have access to such material, as a result of which, with the Grita, their knowledge increases. And if they have intelligence, then with the increase in knowledge, they advance in the remembrance of Allah also. But if they have no power of observation, then the knowledge remains on one side and the concept of God remains separate. And they do not link the two things. Now the question is that the whole world does not have access to such knowledge and the world which is away when there were times in which great prophets of God lived who had remembered Allah the most. And that time was also there in which His Holiness Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him and upon his followers, was born, the likes of whom who remembered Allah so much, was born neither before nor will ever be born in future. And at that time, Vid Attenborough did not exist. That science did not exist, which gave birth to the people like David Attenborough. There was no concept of those inventions by means of which man gained access to those works of Allah in which he saw amazing manifestations of creation. Now the prayer is for all times, and the remembrance of Allah does not depend on this material knowledge, but the remembrance of Allah is definitely dependent on that inner concentration, as a result of which one finds God everywhere, and his glance begins to acquire depth and wherever he looks around him, he sees Allah's manifestations. The more one's glance is sharp, and the more his love increases, the more that manifestation of God looks enchanting and bewitching. So, even in view of the normal activity in the world, according to his capacity, every man can put the colors in the prayer and especially in the chapter Al-Fatiha. I have mentioned the five senses, and this also needs reflection. In Al-Fatiha, after Rabbul Alameen, the Rahman attribute of God has been mentioned. And as we reflect over the Rahman attribute, that Allah is such an existence, there are many other meanings, but one is this, that he is such an existence who has bestowed on it far more than its basic needs. For instance, one of man's basic need is that one should satisfy his hunger and his diet should be complete in the sense that whatever chemical constituents he needs for the maintenance of his life and for its development, 
they should be provided to him in proper balance. This is the basic need of life. At times, this need is fulfilled through drips as they feed the patients in hospitals. It can also be provided through such concentrates which have no taste, or if it is there, it is not much of a taste, but his need is fulfilled. So if Allah had to create the universe to fulfill some needs, then he could have created it in such a way that every need is fulfilled, as though Allah had discharged this responsibility of creation. But in each place you can see manifestations of the Rahman attribute of God. You can ponder over your five senses, and this is within the capacity of each man. For this one does not need much education. Every man who has the five senses, if he has only four senses, even through them he can gain access to such knowledge of the divine. If they are three, then through them to his capacity man can reach God. But whether the senses are five, four, three, two or one, you will not see any form of life which is deprived of all senses. If you think of something which is deprived of all senses, then it is nothing but death. So it is not just man, but his lower forms also reach God through senses. And as far as man is concerned, if he were to reflect from this angle that Allah has not just fulfilled the basic needs of each of my senses, but has granted it much more. Take for instance nose, which is the means of detecting good and bad smells. It is there so that man can protect himself from some poisonous and putrid matter. But why he put pleasure in some of the things? This is the question. The need could have been fulfilled even without it. Some animals have such power of smell that they can recognize the things they need and reject the things which are harmful for them. This is their main need, which I call basic need. But Allah has granted some pleasure to each animal, which as it progresses to man, it reaches its stage of perfection. The basic need of sight is that one should be able to see his path, not only to see things, but as far as possible, should be able to guess their distances. One should be able to recognize as to what things are good for him and what things are harmful, where there is obstacle and where the path is clear. In short, there are such day-to-day -day situations of life which are determined by the sight. But with sight, Allah has put pleasure and he has granted such power to this pleasure that man spends his whole life in search of the manifestation of beauty. The poets talk of this pleasure of sight in their poems and spend all their life to describe that we saw the beauty manifesting this way and that way. Everyone knows 
the pleasures of eating. If he is given food which fills his basic needs but cannot satisfy his taste, one gets fed up. In the home, sometimes such quarrels reach as far as divorce, that his wife does not know how to cook properly. Their daily taunts create hatred, and the husband continues to blame his wife and says, You are unmethodical, and there is no taste. As far as the basic need of food is concerned, he was being provided with that. In this way, if you reflect on your others, you will realize that the basic need was very limited, but you have been granted much more than that. And the name of this endowment, which is for more than the basic need, is the Rahman attribute of God. When you say, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, and rotate the scenes of Rabubiyat, providence, like a picture mind, then in your surroundings, in your person, in the form of your children, in the form of your parents, in the form of your friends, in the form of your teachers, you will begin to see the scenes of providence the rub attribute of God in all direction. In the prayer of that day, you can recollect and reflect in your mind the things which have influenced your heart prominently under God's providence. And with the changing experiences of day-to-day -day life, various pictures of providence can rise in your mind. And when you enter Rahman, attribute of God, then whatever pleasure your five senses have given you that day, that pleasure will change into Hamd, the praise of Allah. And that time, when you are praying, you can think. How wonderful is my Creator! that he is controlling the entire system of the universe. He is protecting the entire universe with his attribute of Rab and does not ignore the situation of anyone and anyone's need, but fills the need in such a way that he grants much more pleasure than just fulfilling the basic needs. Although the subject of graciousness does not end here, and it will not be right to call it the beginning, because in the description of gracious attribute of God, this thing has a very ordinary position, but it is a method of reflection which I want to explain to you, that you should start reflecting in this way on the chapter Al-Fatiha, and then after reflecting on Rahman, you should come to Rahim and see that beside other things, Rahim attribute of God has the sense of giving over and over again. And the meaning of giving over and over again is that one's hard work should not be wasted, it should be returned, multiplied, manifold. Then you will see the Rahim attribute of God spread in the whole universe. 
when you look at one attribute of God, it looks that all the other attributes have disappeared. And that one was the only real attribute. But when you move from Rab attribute to the Rahim attribute, you begin to see the scene of Rahman God. And you move from an attribute to Rahim attribute. You are amazed to see that there is not a thing where the Rahim attribute of God is not in action. In all the cells of man's body and in all his capacities and in all his limbs and in everything which a man is made of. He can read the lesson of the Rahim attribute of God. Attribute of recurring mercy. If you look around you, a farmer, for example, does not need much learning to know that I benefit from the seasons which continue to change. If I lose one season, then the next season brings the same opportunities for me. When I take advantage of that season, and when that season passes, I realize that this gap remains, and that gap remains. But that season returns back once again, and says that, okay, now you can recoup your losses. There is never a shortage of the seasons returning but there is a loss in taking full advantage of it. There are some people whose relation with the Rahim attribute is like that of the pupil who at the time of each exam thinks that what is past is past, but for the next exam I will preparation so that no gap remains. And when the next exam comes, he remains deprived of full preparation. So to benefit from it is our duty. But as far as the giving of benefit is concerned, the Rahim attribute of God comes with all its manifestations time and again and comes repeatedly. The subject of Rahim attribute of God is so vast that let alone in one sermon, in scores one cannot even define the subject. But I have put this example before you so that reflecting over this example, you should advance your knowledge. You do not need any external knowledge, but your five senses do have this capacity that they should take you to God, but with one condition, that a desire should develop within you to reach God. If the desire develops, then you will gain this knowledge that in fact you do not reach God, but that God comes to you. Through your five senses you can reach everything, but without the help from God you cannot find God. So this proves that the five senses by themselves do not have the power to take you to God, but develops opportunities for you. Now there is a great difference between the two things. As I had cited the example before you, that there are great celebrated scholars in the world who are such experts of science that their glance reaches to the minutest parts of Allah's creation. And wherever it stops, 
it gives them the message that you have gained little. There are still more worlds of knowledge beyond. So not only that they have such glance, but have such depth in their glance, yet they fail to reach God. The Holy Quran says, that your intelligence cannot reach Allah. However, it is He. The Holy Quran says, that your intelligence cannot reach Allah. However, it is He who reaches your power of intelligence. How great a point of wisdom has been expressed in this verse. It is a fact that Allah's greatness, His elegance and His transcendence are such that man's five senses are defeated and he cannot reach Allah's greatness and His elegance, glory and His transcendence and reach to the depth of this meaning on the strength of his five senses. So our senses stop at the surface and after that the time of starts that from thee alone do we seek help. That thee alone do we worship tells us that the things we can see look extremely attractive, but there is an other existence hiding behind them. Therefore, we should worship that existence. When we worship Him and link our hamd with Him, then He begins to manifest. And it is a fact that one gains capacity of hamd praise only with Him. So with Iyakanastain this subject is perfected. Therefore, with your five senses you should try and at the same time you should continue to say this prayer that O oh God, please descend on our five senses, manifest on them. As long as you do not manifest your attributes on us, until then, despite our sight, will remain deprived of your glimpse. Despite our ears, we will remain deprived of hearing it. Despite our power of taste, we will remain deprived of tasting it. And through any of our senses, we will not be able to reach you. When a believer is established on this station of humility, then a power develops in the prayer. There is a power in humility and there is weakness in pride. Whenever a man develops his relationship with God, he must remember that there the name of power is humility. That is the realization of one's weakness and a feeling of one's greatness 
is his weakness after which the man cuts off his link with God. So to see the incapacity of the five senses, you need not take on long journeys. Despite having some capacity, they have an incapacity about them. You should look at the great nations of the world who aided by their reflection on the universe and benefiting from them have been successful in making gradients. And those nations overwhelm the whole world today. But a large majority of them is such, and it is indeed a large majority, who is ignorant of the concept of God. And they have no personal relationship with God. Such a fleeting shadow of the concept of God touches their mind, which is not enough to develop contact with God. It is an imaginary sort of concept, and a large majority of them is such who are clearly emboldened to declare that there is no God. There are also such great scientists who made great researches and found great secrets of nature, but after discovering so much, they lost everything by declaring that we looked in all direction, we cannot see God anywhere. So when I talk of the five senses, they are like the windows and the doors to which the light can reach, but the doors and windows cannot jump and go to the light. However, light can reach them. Allah Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth. Beside other meanings, it also has the meaning that you should open your eyes, then the light on its own will reach you. If only you would seek light and desire light. If you will desire light, you will open your eyes, and when you will open them, then Allah's manifestations will start reaching you. If despite having eyes, you will keep them closed, then apparently you will have the inner capacity, but the light will not reach you. So the five senses have been granted to everyone. A man were to continue to reflect on the subject of the five senses, then he will see new colors being put in Al-Fatiha. And after this, pondering and reflection. Allah's hand will develop an inner state in him. And it is those inner states which are called Salat prayers. It is only those states which are called worship. After this worship, when you say, then without hesitation, with certainty, you can say that Allah's help will then definitely come. But one hallows all the other doors in the sense that the final faith which is free of all other association is that there is only one existence and beside him there is none. Reflecting on this subject, when you return to those four attributes of Allah, which are mentioned in the chapter Al-Fatiha, then you wonder 
that we were asked to say and these are the four fundamental attributes which are enough to introduce Allah to us but many of the other attributes of Allah are not included in them when we say that now we will worship thee alone and will ask from thee alone then if we have some other needs some additional needs then this covenant will become a message of death for us if you were to develop a contact with someone who has limited power whose powers are limited whose access is limited who cannot live forever and you were to make this covenant with him that whatever I will ask I will ask from you alone then if the man's needs will be outside this person's power he will suffer there and then once a minister of Basid's caliph did a favor to someone and that man thanked him for his favor this way that he entered into a written agreement with that minister that O minister I say holding Allah as a witness that in future beside your door I will never knock at any other door and I will ask none other beside you but after a time the minister was no longer there nor that period remained therefore this agreement was automatically proved false so when we say then it is worth reflecting whether it was a wise statement or not lest we make a covenant as a result of which some of our needs will be outside the existence of Allah and when we return to Atiha there are only four attributes of God in it the attributes of Rabb Rahman, Rahim and Malik now can these four attributes be enough for man's life knowledge has not been mentioned here that Allah is nor of the unseen also when one reflects on this point the subject arises in the mind which I have mentioned before that in fact all these attributes are the mother of all the attributes there is not a single attribute which is outside their influence sometime one attribute develops many other attributes at times various attributes join together and develop some other attributes and by changing their link between each other new meanings emerge and at other times we lack sight to see the presence of other attributes in a specific attribute but they are present the study of the Holy Quran diverts our attention to those attributes tells us that hey look you should also have seen this light also through this window but the Holy Quran helps us and after the study of the whole of the Holy Quran this fact becomes fixed in the heart forever as a certain reality 
کال الفاتحہ ام الکتاب واز ناٹ این ایموشنل تھنگ واز ناٹ بیکاز آف ایموشنل اٹیچمنٹ بٹ از دا ریزلٹ آف اے سالڈ اینڈ ڈیپ اینڈ دس از دی ریالٹی فار انسٹنس آئی ہیو مینشنڈ نالج دیٹ بسائڈ الفاتحہ وی نو دیٹ اللہ از The knower of the hidden and the knower of the manifest. He knows what is manifest and he knows what is hidden. He knows the past as well as the future. But we find no such mention in the chapter Al-Fatiha. Then a man is amazed to read suddenly in the Holy Quran that Ki Ar-Rahman Allam Al-Quran خلق الانسان علامہ البیان دیٹ اٹ از دی رحمان گاڈ ہو ٹھاٹ دا قرآن ناؤ دے مسٹ بی اے ریلیشن شپ آف دی ایٹریبیوٹ رحمان ود نالج ادر وائز وائی ہیز رحمان بین ڈکلیئرڈ ایز دا ون ہو ٹھاٹ دا ہولی قرآن اٹ شوڈ ہیو سیڈ ہی از الغیوب ہے عالم ہے علیم ہے ہو ہیز ٹاٹ دا قرآن Because the one who teaches knowledge is called Alim or is called Alim or Allama. He is not called Rahman. So what is the part of knowledge which is found in the attribute Rahman? Or what similarity is there in these attributes? Because of which the Holy Quran which encompasses all knowledge and occupies the highest station and has the most of meaning. instead of attributing it to alim has attributed it to rahman reflecting on this subject when you begin your journey into rahman attribute of god you are amazed to realize that despite the fact that the providence is seen to influence widely and is seen to be in operation in the law of nature and in the creation but when there is nothing then nothing can start out the rahman attribute of god because rahman has the meaning of giver without the asking that is when the one who is to beg has not even been created no one has come to the court to ask for something but the preparations are already being made to bestow on him therefore in fact the creation also has a link with the rahman attribute of god and the knowledge also has a link with the man attribute of god now when you reflect on that verse again then you will understand why the creation was linked to the rahman attribute ar rahman allam al quran khalaq al insana allamahu al bayan that rahman has created man and it was the same rahman who revealed the holy quran to understand the link of creation with the rahman attribute allah has presented an excellent example of man man is the ultimate stage of creation in whom the rahman attribute of god is manifesting the most 
because man has been granted those things, most of which have been bestowed on him without the asking, and which are at its stage of perfection. And in this, no other creature competes with man. Rather, man is the of the whole universe. So that to declare the subject of as Rahman and to say that Rahman has created man not only tells us that the start of the creation has been made as a result of the Rahman attribute of God but after reflecting on the creation one realizes why Rahman has been declared the creator because the subject emerges again which I have mentioned before that for each creation Allah has granted far more than its basic needs that is the least possible need after its fulfillment the thing continues its existence and its thirst is quenched after fulfilling that need if some more is granted then it is more than the basic need and for that the attribute of Rahman is necessary otherwise you do not become Rahman in your day-to-day -day life when a laborer has done some work for you then generally a man wants to get rid of him giving him the least wages we have seen most of the people who employ servants they treat them in such a way that your need has been fulfilled therefore it is enough you can live on that you can be protected from cold and can be protected from heat to some extent they don't even fulfill their basic needs if it is fulfilled to some extent they feel they have discharged their responsibility they cannot be called Rahman so you will not see even a particle in the creation no matter what kind of life it belongs to in which you cannot see a manifestation of the Rahman attribute of God Hazrat promised Messiah alayhi wasalam says that man cannot at all make even a tiny foot of an insect then how could it be easy for him to make the holy Quran the light from Allah that a man is not capable of making the foot of an insect looks strange in the modern times when you see that the planes have been invented television has been invented as a result of pondering over the qualities of the universe man is continuously becoming capable of making the most delicate things then has this line of promise to Messiah may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him become obsolete that that man cannot at all make even a tiny foot of an insect but when you look with a deep glance you are amazed to see that even a man who claims to create the greatest possible and the most delicate things is unable till today 
to make even the tiny foot of an insect because in the foot of an insect there is the most amazing creation the system by which the energy is conveyed to it the way it has the strength to lift scores times more load than its own weight the way such delicate nerves are found the way it has been given the power to walk over vertical surfaces as well as run on the normal horizontal surfaces and some among them have the ability to run on the surface of water also if you will reflect on the foot of an insect you will be astonished and without a doubt a man who has the knowledge and intelligence he will declare again and again declare thousand times that man cannot at all make even a tiny foot of an insect so in the works of allah you can see the rahman attribute of allah manifesting everywhere and knowledge is essential to mold the attribute rahman into creation because in creation there is science as well as technology the two things coming together are cast into creation without knowledge creation is not possible when the knowledge has reached its stage of perfection the creation can be beautiful but the creation cannot take on a practical shape or cannot be molded in practice as long as there is no technology with it therefore without knowledge a rahman god could not have the power to cast his rahman attribute into creation and the most knowledgeable is the one who has himself created something the others also understand it and try to understand it they ponder over a model made by someone else and try to reach to its depth but no one can be more knowledgeable than the one who has made the thing therefore knowledge is part of man and the creation is also part of rahman so when we say iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka nasta'in then without a doubt we are not settling a bargain of loss we are not settling a bargain of fear we can say with certainty that the one with whom we have made this covenant that we will worship thee alone and we will not consider anyone else to be of worship we are making this resolve with full faith and with in-depth knowledge after this their demand is a natural voice which should automatically follow that o our lord then you alone should fulfill our needs because you have the power to fulfill all needs besides this there are many more meanings but since it is getting late and if i have another opportunity i will inshallah discuss the same subject again in the next sermon but meanwhile if another matter rose requiring immediate attention
then with a gap of his sermon i shall return to this subject again in the following sermon so that i can explain to those who continuously ask that you had told us something but our thirst is not quenched please tell us more how can we revive our prayers so as far as allah enables me i want to discharge this responsibility and i may be able to disclose some secret you of reviving the prayers if our prayers are revived then we will come to life and the whole humanity will come to life because beside the life of worship man cannot gain life despite seeing he will remain blind despite hearing he will remain deaf apparently he will have the ability to talk but it deprived of true expression because his talk will have no link with the rahman attribute therefore this is the most important thing among all the requirements of life the most important is worship but that worship which is done with full understanding which should begin to mold into states and is filled with the inner states that is what generates life and then that life has the capacity to bring the whole universe to life may allah enable us to do so amen Alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa n'amunu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu وَمَن يُضْلِلْهُ فَلَا هَادِيَ لَهُ وَنَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَٰهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَنَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ عِبَادَ اللَّهِ رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحش والمنكر والبغي يذكم لعلكم تذكرون ذکر